Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Thank you for the moment of your time. And now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Chapter 37, Followers. Okay, guys, I love you. Goodbye. Are you sure you won't reconsider? Her mom pleaded. Erica smiled at her sadly. I appreciate your offer, but I can't. But why not? Said her dad. Her mother began. Please, honey. Erica cut them off. Look, guys, I love you, but I'm not going over this again. There are some things I have to do right now. I will talk to you later, okay? Her dad said, Erica, don't go. While her mom said quick, Okay, honey, we love you. Be safe. The last of her words are cut off as Erica hit the end button. She sat back on the couch and sighed. She'd been on the phone with her parents for almost two hours. Jefferson had retreated from the room after a few more disparaging comments about his age. He grumbled under his breath about ingratitude. She enjoyed talking to them for the most part, but they did keep probing her for details. With the lesson constraints, she told them what she could, but that wasn't much. She couldn't give them any information about her lab, Jefferson's real name or address, and nothing that inched even remotely close to the subject of the board. There was a bright moment when her dad recounted how impressed he was about how she handled herself against three superheroes. It then broke down when he asked if she could turn herself into the Capes Corps and renounce her unlawful ways and join their ranks. Or as he put it, you know, like a supervillain rehabilitation program? She told him that she didn't think it would work like that, and the conversation declined from there. She got up and strode to the kitchen where she found Jefferson sitting at the table with a cup of coffee and an open newspaper. So, how did Ma and Paul Belfry's attempt to pull their wayward daughter back into the light go? Erica poured herself a cup as she answered. Sweet, but annoying. She sat down with a heavy sigh. My dad offered to make me the controlling partner in his garage and said he would help me branch out into experimental inventions. She shook her head. Like he has that kind of capital. One of my robots costs at least half as much as their home does. Jefferson turned the page of his newspaper. Did they say how their favorite law-abiding offspring was doing? Erica stuck her tongue out at him. Cedric's fine, but worried about me too. Not to mention super pissed at you. They hinted that he was trying to track me down at all hours of the day. They admitted he hasn't gotten very far. I'm not surprised considering that we are part of some shadow organization guarded by telepaths and precogs. Still, he's getting pretty frustrated. Have you tried to talk to him anytime recently? Jefferson asked. She shook her head. Not really. I'm not sure what to say. And he keeps trying to... I don't know. She looked away, sipping her coffee, letting the silence fill the space between them. Without looking from his newspaper, Jefferson said, He keeps trying to save you. She nodded. And he's angry at you because you will not let him. She nodded again. It's so frustrating. I agree, but I can hardly blame them. You are pretty special to them. If you were my... 
Jefferson paused. He shook his head slightly and put his paper down. Tell you what, let's get out of here for a bit. You take a break from the latest contraption you are concocting, and let me take you out to lunch in the maze. Erica mulled it over for a moment, then nodded. Okay, I would like that. They both were lost in their own thoughts and barely spoke as they walked to Hammerstrike's barber shop for the secret entrance to the maze. As they stepped through the door of the seemingly empty shop, Hammerstrike came out of the back room. When the old barber caught sight of Erica, he grinned a gap to smile. Well, I'll be sucker punched. Come in, you two. Come in. Jefferson stiffened. I'm sorry? I saw your show. You know, on your website. One of my customers, a younger superhero that never made it very far, showed it to me on his phone. He chuckled. <laughs> you really stuck it to the man. And you. He turned to slap Jefferson Harley on the back. Oof. Jefferson staggered forward several steps. He continued. I've always pegged you as a prissy little know-it-all. I had no idea you actually knew how to fight. <laughs> that was one hell of a wallop you delivered to that armor-wearing dummy. Jefferson, stretching his back, answered. Ah, uh, yes. I spent time at a small theater whose director owned a boxing gym across the street. He encouraged us to train with them, and I discovered that I had quite the aptitude for it. That is apparent. I haven't seen a sweeter punch in quite some time. Jefferson beamed at the man. Thank you. A few minutes later, they stepped onto the teleportation pad. Well, that was unexpected, said Jefferson. I was wondering how the others would react, said Erica. I haven't taken the time to check up on it after I put it out there. I was kind of afraid that people wouldn't like it. Jefferson looked at her as he entered the code on the keypad. That is nonsense. What you put together was utterly brilliant. She smiled at him. You really think so? He nodded. I know so. The pad hummed, and a moment later they teleported in a flash of light. The corridor outside the teleportation pad wasn't as crowded as before. However, the glassed-off section of the newsrooms was bustling with activity. Businessmen were feverishly working at their computers, or scrambling about in the room. There is a definitive frenzy in the air. Erica nudged Jefferson and nodded towards the room. It looks so chaotic in there. Have you ever seen it like this? Jefferson snorted. I'm not surprised. He gestured to the monitor dominating the span of the largest wall. A candid shot of Erica in her Princess Karash garb was frozen on the screen. That's me again! Jefferson chuckled. It appears that our vlog has caused quite the stir. Erica tore her gaze off the image of herself. I guess it has. Jefferson ushered her down the hall. Come, let's go celebrate our recent venture's success. As they strode past the glass newsroom, Erica noted a few of the businessmen paused to watch them walk by. They nudged their neighbors, and a kind of chain reaction happened as the entire room stopped to turn and look at them. Even the news anchors being filmed gaped at her as they passed, before they remembered they were live and clumsily continued with the news. Although she couldn't see the expressions on their blurred faces, the back of Erica's skull tingled as she sensed a wave of hostility coming from the room. Jefferson must have felt it too, for he gently took her by the arm and hastened his step. As first good company, 
good wine and good welcome can make good people. Erica blinked and looked at him. Uh, what? Come on, let's find better pastures to celebrate. Just like in the news area, they found that more people stopped to stare at them as they passed. And in the time at Bob's, the vendor and a customer with a shark's head looked up from the smartphone they were staring at. Erica couldn't think of few sights more terrifying than witnessing a humanoid shark's jaw drop in surprise. She quickened her pace and murmured, Maybe this was a mistake. Maybe we should leave. Looking around nervously, Jefferson nodded. Perhaps you are right. You! They both turned around to see Skullord Chaos striding up to them purposely. Erica cringed as his glowing eyes and his skull flashed. Jefferson's back stiffened. What do you want? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want to shake your hand, Jefferson, said Skullord Chaos. Jefferson shook his head, stunned. I'm sorry? I do not believe I heard you right. Yes, you did, said Skullord Chaos as he took Jefferson's hand in two of his own and shook it vigorously. He turned his attention to Erica. And you! Erica held out her hand. Skullord Chaos brushed it aside and enveloped her in a great big bear hood, squeezing the air out of her lungs. Erica flinched her head away from his flaming skull as she patted his back limply. I'm not sure... Ugh. Sure that I'm comfortable with this. Skolar Chaos put her down. I'm sorry. I was just so overcome. Please forgive me. I have to say what the two of you have done for our community is unprecedented. Um, what? Said Erica. Skolar Chaos's skull might have beamed at her, but in truth it was hard to tell without the facial muscles. No one has ever shown any of those dreadful capers from our perspective. It was amazing. Erica flushed. I don't know about all of that. I do. Walking with her husband's hand in hers was Nima. You have shown great bravery in what you have done for us today. Erica frowned. Bravery? I don't know about all of that. You are too modest, said Takashi. We are all impressed with what you did. More people started to gather around them from the shops. Takashi took them in with a wave of his hand. Let's give these two a round of applause. They all began to cheer. Erica fidgeted and gave them all an embarrassed little wave. Jefferson bowed. Thank you, thank you. You are all too kind, he called in his best theater voice. We're about to have lunch to celebrate, said Erica. You guys are welcome to come with us. Maybe we could go buy Razor Bites and give them some business. The crowd's cheering quieted. Nima and Takashi looked at each other. Nima said, Razor's Bites is closed. Closed? I never had the chance to apologize him for messing up his match with Spearhawk. Everyone stared at her, and Erica fidgeted even more. Do you not know what happened to him? Asked Takashi. Not know what? Asked Erica. Skolor Chaos rounded on Jefferson. I can't believe you kept that from your own partner. Jefferson's eyes flashed with lightning. I beg your pardon. Erica looked around at everyone frowning. What is it I don't know? Nima took her hand. I know this is all very confusing. Your partner should have explained this already. She glared at Jefferson. Hey, snapped Jefferson. The thing about we heels is that... There you are! The wind blasted around them, 
a sprinter appeared in their midst. Nima winced and her mouth closed. After a moment, she said, We shall talk about this later. Okay? Erica nodded. Okay? Without further preempting, Sprinter began to speak. I have to tell you that your blog was like the best thing I've seen in like forever. Erica glanced at Nima before she grinned at the speedster. Harry, it's good to see you. I'm so glad you liked our video. I don't know if like is a strong enough word for how he feels, said another familiar voice. Heat rose in Erica's face as she turned to see Spearhawk walk up beside his friend. It's more like love. Love is good. Erica heard herself say aloud. Jefferson broke her pleasant reverie by growling. Are we going to run into every bloody person you met today? Spearhawk frowned at Jefferson. It's nice to see you too, Mr. Stewart. <laughs> I have to say, the way you handled yourself with that cane against Sir Noble was pretty awesome. The frost in Jefferson's demeanor melted. Why, thank you. I must admit, it was rather fun to teach that arrogant miscreant a sound lesson. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, said Spearhawk. Yeah, most of us believe that magic sword bit too. He always claimed it protected him from harm, said Sprinter. I bet he used his magnetic powers to mess with more than one opponent. Several of the villains murmured in agreement around them. I fought him once, Takashi said quietly. Spearhawk grinned. That's right. Wasn't he jacking with your sword too? Takashi nodded. I felt an outside force trying to control my katana's actions. What did you do? Asked Erika. I made all my clone swords disappear, said Takashi. Then I faced Sir Noble unarmed. Let me guess, he didn't do too well after that, did he? Spearhawk asked, still grinning. Hardly, Nima said with a melodious laugh. That fool still grows pale every time he sees my husband out and about. Really? said Takashi. I never noticed. False modesty doesn't suit you, beloved, Nima told him. Erika couldn't help but watch how Nima and Takashi looked at each other. It was an undeniable force that pulled them into each other. She glanced over at Spearhawk and wished that he would look at her that way. Sprinter's voice broke into a reverie. So, what's this I hear about you guys celebrating? He threw an arm over Spearhawk's shoulders. Can my bro and I join in on the festivities? Jefferson frowned. I don't know. Erica interrupted. Absolutely. She's not going anywhere with you because she and her partner are coming with me. The atmosphere around the impromptu gathering collectively chilled. Erica looked from Takashi and Nima's sudden stony expression to the voice of the newcomer and gasped. Sleek was striding purposely towards them. Naomi, called Spearhawk. Why don't you join us? Skola Karaos whispered. Be careful with that one, Ms. Belfry. Then he and several other outlying members walked away, looking back at them anxiously. Nima and Takashi remained fixed where they stood, a pair of statues braced for the coming storm. Jefferson glared at Sleek. Why the devil would we want to come with you? Because you and I have a meeting, Wendai, she retorted. Erica frowned. Meeting? Yes, we're going to go talk to the businessman together, said Sleek. Jefferson's eyes went wide. You don't mean... Yes, Sleek nodded grimly. Looks like you two have finally gotten your rematch with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. 
My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell. <laughs>